You're listening to Praying with Power and Purpose with Zari Banks. Shalom, 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 loved ones. Welcome to another episode of Praying with Power and Purpose. This is Z. It is Wednesday, October 4th. Can you believe that? October. Yes, yes, yes. 2023 is almost over. We just crossed over into 5784 on God's calendar. Amazing things are in store and happening. I am extremely encouraged, even though the world is in chaos, that's the best time for Holy Spirit to break through and create some amazing miracles on our behalf. That's demonstrated in the very beginning. Bear sheet, right? In the beginning. There's all this chaos. Holy Spirit comes through breakdancing because that's how he does it. He is amazing. You should see him when he creates. He's dancing and doing all these wonderful things. They try to make, uh, you know, pictures of it and stuff like that. They've gotten glimpses of the spiritual realm. They try to put it in movies and things and it gets close, but it's just not the same. You know, you don't even have words in English and or whatever your language is to express the beauty and the just the glory of when. Holy Spirit is creating things and how he does it with such style and so much fun to watch and experience. Like even when he's doing things in myself, I've seen him dance around me, swirl around me with this beautiful, like white and glistening, glittery, shiny uh, light. And he wraps you in that while he's cleaning up your soul and stuff. It's so amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I was just worshiping a little bit and I was like man you don't even have the words in English to worship the Lord you got to do it in in your prayer language because you need that heart expression and it doesn't come out in a language that man can understand it comes out in God's language to himself because that's how he is and so I hope that you are a fierce worshiper of the Lord because they are worth it And they are worthy of it. And you will never go wrong worshiping the Lord. I am a witness. You know, everybody in their life, you all worship something. It just may be yourself, your job, you know, your finances, your position, your wife, your husband, your kids, you know, the government. Everybody worships something. Or it could be the demonic. You might be straight up worshiping the the demonic. I don't know, you know, what your walk is and what you do from day to day. But uh, everybody worships something. You just have to decide where to direct that worship. And if you're a believer, your worship should not be directed anywhere except for at the Godhead because they say no gods before me. And that includes your doctors, your lawyers, your teachers, your pastors, your prophets, apostles, all of that. God first, God first, God over everything, God over everything, God over everything. Yes, yes, yes. All right, loved ones. So let's uh, pray and just give thanks to the Lord. Father, you are so good, so wonderful, so amazing, so honored to be in covenant relationship with you, to be able to get to know you, spend time with you, to come up to heaven and to join you on the mountain, to deepen our intimacy, get to know myself even better, find assignments that you have for me, discover what's written in my Psalm 139.16 destiny book. And to also be refreshed, renewed, restored, and to receive the provision that I need for life on earth and bring it down here. I thank you so much, Lord. I honor you and I glorify you. I just bless you. 
and I declare that these words that are going forth today are going to be a blessing to all those who hear today and in the days ahead. I declare this all by faith in Yeshua and seal it by Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. All right, y'all, today I want to share with you something I was reading uh, Sunday night. I was reading my Bible and I was reading first, I read first Kings. No, I'm sorry, y'all. Second Samuel chapter eight. And I came across something that was so good in verse 15. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to share this with the body because they need to understand this. So I love the Tanakh, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, because the New Testament tells you about all the promises that are yours. And it tells you how much easier it is to war and take possession of those promises because of Jesus' finished work, right? That's what the the New Covenant tells you. It's already done, right? It's already done. Jesus sealed it up for you. If you're living life in lack, in worry, in sickness, it's your own fault if you claim to be a believer who has access to a Bible. And even if you didn't have access to a Bible, you literally have access to the people who penned with their inspiration through the hand of men every word that's in there. So you really have no excuse to be living a lackluster life. You have obviously chosen that or either you're perishing for lack of knowledge, which you choose that as well, because it's up to you to educate yourself in everything. The word literally says study to show yourself approved a workman who's not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's your assignment. You are supposed to not perish for lack of knowledge because you are doing what it takes to study this word that you claim you believe and use as a guide for your life, right? Yes, I am right. Anywho, so I love the the Tanakh, the old covenant, because it teaches you about all of the things that you can possess, all of the things that you can war for. And it shows you the battles and the processes to get a lot of those promises of God, right? So in the New Testament, the Lord doesn't go through and explain the covenant step by step by step like they do in, in the old covenant. In the old covenant, God's like, I'm going to make sure that you always have money coming into your house. I'm going to make sure that your crops are always going. If you're a farmer, I'm going to make sure your livestock is always the best. If you are a a cattle rancher or whatever, I'm going to make sure that, you know, you have a house to live in. I'm going to make sure that you own cities and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to make sure that your kids live forever and ever and ever. You're going to have generations and generations. So the old covenant tells us all this stuff, all these promises. That's one of the reasons I love to read it. So many promises in the old covenant and none of those promises are gone away. They are still active for you because you are engrafted in to the olive tree, which means that everything that he promised Abraham, you can have. And he promised Abraham a whole bunch of stuff that I will bless you and anybody who blesses you, I will bless and anybody who curses you, I will curse. That's real. That's even old covenant. The Lord said that, right? And he wasn't joking about that because over in the new covenant, it says you are the seed of Abraham. You've been engrafted in and you are the seed of Abraham. So if somebody's blessing you, they're going to be blessed. If somebody's cursing you, man, they better watch out because it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. All right. So sitting here reading the old covenant, second Samuel chapter eight, let's read it. Let's just start at verse one and we'll go down to verse 15 and verse 15 is what I want to talk to you about. So now afterward, David attacked the Philistines and subdued them, took Methagamah, which means the bridal of the mother city, from them, 
from the hand of the Philistines. He also defeated Moab. He made them lie down on the ground and measured them with a cord. Every two measures of them were put to death and the third measure was kept alive. So the Moabites became vassals to David, bringing tribute. Do you hear this? David was just slaying everybody. This is how the kingdom of God is supposed to be on the earth. We're supposed to be subduing everything. You know, we come upon an industry that does not give honor to God. We're supposed to take that over, give honor to God, and then keep it moving, right? Replace anybody who doesn't want to, doesn't want to worship our God. You get moved. We can go get a job somewhere else and we'll bring in people who do want to worship the Lord. But when they see two thirds of them are getting fired and only one third of them are staying, let me tell you, those one third, they're going to be acting right. I can guarantee it. Verse three, David also defeated King Hadadezer, son of Rehob of Zobah, as he went to restore his dominion along the river. David captured from him 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers, and David's hams, David hamstrung all the chariot horses while reserving 100 of them for chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to the aid of King Hadadezer of Zobah, David struck down 22,000 Aramean men. Then David stationed garrisons in Aram of Damascus and the Arameans became vassals to David, bringing tribute. So look at him. He's just killing folks and making slaves, killing folks and making slaves. So this is what the enemy is doing to the world, to the nations right now, because the church is nowhere to be found. Right. So what we're supposed to be doing, which is subduing and taking over to advance the kingdom, we have not been doing at all. We were told you know, when they put the 503C into activity back in the 70s, we were told you churches sit down somewhere and we sat down and haven't got up since. Except for us, 1123 Ministries is up. We're standing up. Not only are we standing up, we have gone all the way up to heaven and we're ruling and reigning from there. Verse six, then David stationed garrisons in Aram of Damascus and the Arameans became vassals to David, bringing tribute. So Adonai gave victory to David wherever he went. Do you hear that? This is old covenant. So Adonai gave victory to David wherever he went. This is one of the things that I declare over myself. And Adonai gives Zaria victory everywhere she goes. You need to be declaring that over yourself. This is old covenant. If David can have victory everywhere he went in the old covenant, you can for sure have victory everywhere you go in the new covenant and don't be saying well jesus said there's going to be problems in the world but he also said right after that take heart i've overcome the world so what are you tripping for and stop speaking that things can go wrong i had a conversation like that with my kiddo last week we were saying something and i said well what if this happens and he goes it won't and that's the attitude we're supposed to have your mind is supposed to be made up that nothing is going to go wrong absolutely nothing is going to go wrong and you need to have that exact same demeanor, that mindset. If you, David had victory everywhere he went in the old covenant, you can for sure have victory everywhere you go in the new covenant. So make up your mind right now. I'm setting you free here. Make up your mind right now that you're going to have victory wherever you go. Dang, it's settled. All right, verse 7. So David also took the golden shields of Hadadazer's officers and brought them to Jerusalem. From Betah to Bethrothai, towns of Hadadezer, King David took a vast amount of bronze. Now, when King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, Toy sent his son Joram to the king to greet him and congratulate him on his victory in battle over Hadadezer, for Hadadezer had been at war with Toy. Joram brought with him articles of silver, gold, and bronze. So he's honoring King David. Remember, we I talked about this somewhere. It may not have been with you podcast audience, so I apologize. But I was talking about this recently. Uh, you know, when I met Jesse Duplantis and Bill Winston in person, 
in um, August, I did not go before them empty handed. I had seed in my hand for both of them. And I got to shake their hands, both of them. There were other people that were just standing by saying hi, da, 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 and all this stuff. But I had seed, so I got to shake a hand and, and receive that impartation that they both had on them right there in the time. So when you go see a king, when you go see somebody who has position in the body of Christ, don't go before them empty-handed. God says, don't come before me empty-handed. We just talked about that because of his feast. So don't go before a man or woman of God empty-handed as well. You always want to take them some seed some type of honor, some type of blessing, right? I never go before somebody that I can receive an impartation from without some seed in my hand because I want everything that they have. Again, Joram brought with him articles of silver, gold, and bronze. These two King David consecrated to Adonai along with the silver and gold that he had consecrated from all the nations that he had subdued. So what was his focus with this wealth that was coming to him? Give it to the Lord. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're bringing all this wealth into your life so that you can advance the kingdom of God. And if you do that, if you make the kingdom of God a priority, remember, he adds everything else to you, Matthew 6, and then you'll never be broke a day in your life because your priorities are right. From Aram, Moab, and the Ammonites, the Philistines, Amalek, and from the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. Then David made a name for himself when he returned from striking 18,000 down from Edom in the Valley of Salt. Then he stationed garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom, he stationed garrisons so that the Edomites became vassals to David. So Adonai gave victory to David wherever he went. This is written a second time. That's a second witness. That's a confirmation. Adonai gave victory to David wherever he went. That was repeated from uh, verse 6b. Adonai gave David victory to wherever he went. So I remind you, this is old covenant that he had victory wherever he went. Now, you don't have to fight battles like David fought, right? Because the kingdom of God gets subdued through the spoken decree in the new covenant, which that's part of the reason a lot of believers aren't advancing the kingdom because they don't understand. They think that they have to be out in front of people and, you know, protesting and praying at the White House and all that stuff to get things to change. And you don't have to do that unless the Lord sends you there. But you legislate the kingdom of God by the spoken word, by decree. Remember, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. So we govern the earth by, the, by spoken decree. So I don't understand why believers are so afraid to stand up, rise up, be who they are and advance the kingdom, right? Yes, words do terrify some of the woke people out there these days, you know, oh, that's racist if you say something that makes them mad. But I mean, they use that term about so much like it doesn't even have any effect anymore. It doesn't even mean anything. Right now, here is the verse that lit my spirit on fire Sunday night. Second Samuel chapter eight, verse 15. David reigned over all Israel and David executed justice and righteousness for all his people. That right there, that is my passion. Executing justice and righteousness for all the people of God. And for even for people who aren't people of God, to tell you the truth, because this world is so messed up. Like there are people who don't know anything about God and may not know anything about God for a long time yet that are seriously oppressed in this nation because it's so corrupt, right? Because it's so corrupt. Like I talked to you about this stuff. The reason we went to heaven about the housing market is because we just weren't going to get anywhere down here. There was no way for us to get anywhere down here because they, I mean, they just have the stuff locked up so tight in corruption 
that like I, you know I shared that statistic I think back in June I was reading something online and it was like 70% of people who want to buy a house right now in 2023 in the United States of America can't afford to get a loan to buy a home. So it's like the opposite of the 2008 crisis, right? Back in 2008, they were giving anybody a mortgage, but now it's like they don't want to give anybody a mortgage. So, you know, they're doing whatever they can to keep people. And then I've seen recently over here where I live, they are building new houses and they have a sign out. They're not for sale. They're for rent. You know why? Because renting is wealth transfer. Your wealth that you're working hard for five or more days a week is going to somebody else. You're not building any asset. You don't have anything, you know, that's worth anything. You don't have anything that, that solidifies you in the land, right? You got to own some land. You need to understand that from, you should understand that from reading the Bible. The Lord literally says that everybody has a parcel of land in the nation where they live. That is part of their inheritance. You're supposed to go get that. So if you're just a renter, you don't own anything. Why do you think they put you in slavery with all this mortgage nonsense that they came up with, right? That is a form of wealth transfer from your hands to theirs. You're just making other people rich. You're making other people rich. So righteousness and justice, these are my passions for the body of Christ specifically, but for all people in the United States of America and around the world who are under the oppression of the Babylonian system. If you hop over and look with me at Ishawahu Isaiah 9, We'll start reading at verse five for to us, a child is born, a son will be given to us and the government will be upon his shoulders. That's us. Because if you go over to Matthew upon this rock, this revelation, I will build my ecclesia, which is a sent out governing body. It's not just a building of people who call themselves Christian. You're supposed to be sent out. You're supposed to be governing. And then, of course, if you go over and read Paul's writing, he told you that you're an ambassador of Christ. What is an ambassador? You are an emissary sent from one nation to another nation to represent that nation. So you're supposed to be representing the kingdom of God. If you're not representing the kingdom of God, you need to reexamine your so-called Christianity and get with it. Right? So back to Isaiah 9-6. I'm sorry, I'm still reading 9-5. And the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, my Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and shalom, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore. The zeal of Adonai Tzavah will accomplish this. Y'all. Now, if that does not set your spirit on fire, woo-wee, I don't know what's wrong with you. Let's read Isaiah 9, 6, one more again of the increase of his government and shalom. There will be no end. Remember what shalom means? Everything you need with nothing missing and nothing broken. So the nothing missing and nothing broken is supposed to increase. As soon as Jesus hit the earth, did all his work, was crucified, went to heaven. That was solidified. That was done. It was no longer a prophecy. It was reality, Right. This is reality, the shalom, having everything you need with nothing missing and nothing broken. That's the reality. So if you're not taking possession of that, that is your fault. You are choosing to perish for lack of knowledge. So stop doing that and start believing this word that you claim you believe. Right. And then again, of the increase of his government and shalom, there will be no end. How could that be possible that his government will never end? The increase of his government will never. You know why? Because we're supposed to be evangelizing and bringing people into the kingdom of God left and right. If we do things Holy Spirit's way, you can gain a, a 3,000 in one day. 
you can gain 5,000 in one day, right? According to Acts, if you're doing things Holy Spirit's way. Listen, you should see our ministry. It's increasing every time I turn around. We have more, 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 more people on the YouTube channel, more people watching the services, more people watching the replays, more people partnering with us, all kind of stuff. We have constant increase. Why? That's Holy Spirit doing that. Because we're not out there begging people to come tag along with our ministry. That's not how we do. We just believe this word and we move forward with Jesus and let Holy Spirit do what he does. And he's the one who's adding all this increase, right? Absolutely. So again, how is the increase of his government of Shalom never supposed to end? Because we're supposed to be learning how to legislate the kingdom of God and advance it in the earth all the time. And let me tell you, I can tell you this from personal experience and being in full-time ministry, we're always doing stuff because the Lord is always doing stuff. He is, he's got all these projects, all these assignments, all these tons of different things, inventions, all kind of stuff in heaven that people will not ask for. They will not participate with him for, and they're just sitting there. He has things that have been supposed to be in the earth like 30 years ago, but there was no believer who was willing to do that, Right. So if we actually believe this Bible that we claim so much that we believe, you know, and, and there are believers out there who even say, if it's not in the Bible, I don't believe it. You don't believe the stuff that's in there. So I know you're not going to believe the stuff that's not in there. Right. But we have got to do what we're supposed to be doing. We literally have a government to be functioning from. Right. And it's a just government and a righteous government. It says it right here. The on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore. The zeal of Adonai Sapphot will accomplish this. If you have a desire to seek first the kingdom and advance the kingdom and legislate the kingdom, the Lord will He'll do that for you. He will give you those opportunities and that authority to legislate and advance the kingdom on the earth. I am a witness. But you gotta start believing this stuff. You literally have to start asking the Lord about the kingdom and let him start teaching you about the kingdom and helping you understand the kingdom so that you can operate according to the kingdom. Because the kingdom is very different than the rest of this world. And most believers are earthbound. You know, there used to be that saying out there, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. If you don't know what's going on in heaven, you're sure not going to be able to bring it to earth. You're going to be imagining, you're going to be doing what man thinks is heavenly as opposed to what actually is heavenly, right? So we need to uh, be paying attention. So again, um, 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 15, what I read about David, he said that he brought righteousness and justice to all of his people. And that's what we should be doing. Why? Because that's what God's government is upheld by. It says right here, over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore. Do you know, if you go back and read Jeremiah and even Isaiah and Ezekiel, um, there were so many times where the Israelites were literally being judged and also the judges because they were not um, upholding justice and righteousness. These modern day believers are going to get judged for that too. God's government is based on righteousness and justice. David did that. Right. And we're supposed to be so excited about David's tabernacle. Right. Because the 24 hour worship that's now inside of us, we're supposed to be 24 hour worshipers. Well, if you're actually 24 hour worshipers, you're going to be able to bring heaven to earth very easily. 
That's what I was just thinking. I was just telling Patty over the weekend that worshipers, people who are worship leaders should be the richest people in the world because that worship puts you face to face right in front of the Lord. And if you get put face to face right in front of the Lord, you can ask him for a million dollars and he'll hand it to you. So I don't understand what's up with these, uh, you know, with the stuff that's going on in the earth. I just don't get it. I don't have any um, different results than what the Lord promises when I do what he says to do. You know, and it's always like seek the kingdom first means do it God's way. Find out how he's doing it, what he wants done, all that good stuff and do it that way. And then I always end up with all these rewards. So if you're looking at me and you're like, well, what? I don't understand why she has so many rewards. You know why? Because I do what he says. Right. He knows what he's doing. It makes sense to do it that way. And then not only that, when you do it his way, he becomes responsible for the results. Dr. Charles Stanley used to always say, and I love it. Obey God and leave all the consequences to him, except that they're not going to be consequences. They're going to be blessings and benefits. You're not going to be punished for uh, obeying God. And then if man wants to punish you for obeying God, oh my goodness, that hundredfold return is no joke. That's a blessing that never leaves your life. That's a blessing that will have fire fallen from the sky on somebody's house while their entire family is there celebrating an event. Right. People don't want to mess with that. That's dangerous, super dangerous, especially if the Lord's going to give you victory everywhere you go, which is a promise in this word. It's right there. I say this, you know, I've been saying this. Listen, if the Lord didn't want you to have victory wherever you went, he shouldn't have put it in this book that he left right here that we could see and read and believe. So you can literally have victory wherever you go if you can get your faith to the place for that. And the way you start, of course, is by saying that I have victory everywhere I go because of Adonai. Adonai gives me victory everywhere I go. Adonai gives me victory in everything I do. Right. If that's how you live, that's how you believe. And then you worship the Lord at the same time. You're going to have exactly that victory everywhere you go. Right. And if there's something in this word that the Lord didn't mean or he wasn't going to back up, that's his fault. He put it in here where you could see it. So if you can see it, you can have it. So you better get in this word. Stop just reading it and being like, oh, that was cool that the Lord used to do that. And start taking possession of that stuff. Because if he did it once, he'll do it again. He's no respecter of persons. The testament of Jesus Christ is spirit of prophecy. If the Lord has done it before, he'll do it again. You better speak that prophecy out of your mouth and bring it into your life. Take it seriously. Seriously. Right? You can't be saying you believe this stuff and then you don't have any evidence of it in your life. You need to have some evidence. Right? You need to have some evidence. Stop being a believer with no evidence. Otherwise, you're not actually a believer. You're just a listener. Right? You're you're somebody who's on the outside hearing what's going on, but you haven't actually entered in. You need to get all the way in the kingdom. Start living this. And don't let people tell you, oh, that's just the way of life. Things go wrong and blah, blah, blah. Stop speaking that. If that's your belief, of course, that's going to happen because you have what you say. So get away from those people who teach that kind of foolishness and get around those people who are passionate about this word. Believe this word and are going hard after all of the blessings and benefits in here because Jesus went through a lot to secure them for you to engraft you into the family of Abraham 
And you never heard about Abraham getting sick. You never heard about Abraham being broke, losing everything, losing his house. None of that. He had a couple of issues, but he brought those on himself. You know better now. <laughs> you have way too much knowledge and wisdom to be making those kind of mistakes. And the thing is, if you just stick with the Lord, seeking the kingdom first, you're not going to make any mistake because there are no mistakes in the kingdom. Right. Humans make provision for mistakes, but God doesn't. He knows how things are going to work out when he speaks something. So you need to get to that place where you're so close to him that the things that you're going to do, you're guaranteed that they're going to work out because you heard him say it. All right. So I pray something here blessed you. I want to let you know that we um, meet the Father's Payroll Business Ecclesia. We meet the first and third Tuesday of the month. Actually, October, November, and December, they're so busy. We're actually only meeting the first Tuesday of the month. So if you want to get into that right now, I have a special going on for $100 for the year. It's usually $300 a year or $30 a month, but I'm giving you a gonga deal. And you just go to ZariBanks.VIP under home, click on plans and pricing, choose the father's payroll one pay and use the coupon code open heaven, all one word, and you can get $200 off of the annual fee. Do it now because that coupon code won't be there forever. We also have Bible study on Mondays, 5 p.m. on the uh, YouTube channel. You can go to 1123.life and watch it. We have... Um, a conference coming up Saturday, October 21st. It's online, uh, starts at 10 a.m. Pacific, and we are giving away gift packs to the gift bags to the first 50 attendees, which you got to register. Just go to 1123.life. All right, loved ones, if you listen to this podcast, something blessed you and you send me some feedback, I have a thank you that I can get out in the mail to you. All right, loved ones, I bless you in Jesus' name. I declare that you are set free and that you're going to start declaring that Adonai gives you victory wherever you go. I declare that you're going to become passionate about upholding justice and righteousness in the earth and that the Lord is going to commission you as a spiritual attorney and allow you to start legislating and advancing the kingdom so that people can be delivered, set free, and not be in bondage to the Babylonian system. All right, I love you. I will see you again right here on Praying with Power and Purpose podcast with Dr. Zari Banks next time. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't forget to visit us at 1123.life. Hi, this is Zari. If you've enjoyed supping on the word of God with me today, I invite you to partner with me in this kingdom work. Your partnership in this fertile soil gives you legal access to every anointing my ministry operates in. Multiply because that's my decree for you. Thank you and be exceedingly blessed in Jesus' name. Copyright 2023, Zari Banks, Inc.